Hello and welcome to The Virtual Frontier, the podcast about virtual teams created by a virtual team. I'm Chris and I'm part of the team here at Flash Hub. On today's episode, we have Natalia Bonnick. Natalia leads HR right here at Flash Hub. Natalia and Manuel were having a weekly meeting, just having a normal conversation, and then they realized that they were already having a great conversation about flexibility and what kind of flexibility freelancers can provide your business. So they decided to hit record and share it with all of you. So without further ado, here is episode 18 of The Virtual Frontier, featuring our guest, Natalia Bonnet. Hi, Natalia. I'm happy to have you on the show of the podcast Virtual Frontier. It was a very spontaneous uh, session that we have right now because we had our weekly meeting and we were talking about the difference between freelancers and full-time employees and a mindset of flexibility. And you stated that if you want to have flexibility, you need to become flexible. And this uh, brought me to the point that I said, okay, we have to be flexible now and record a podcast because this is so exciting. I want to share it with our audience. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, just introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi. So, yeah, I'm Natalia. I uh, work as, uh, yeah, I lead HR Bright Solutions and Flash Hub, and uh, I work as a full time freelancer. So, yeah, I've been working as a full time freelancer for the past five years, almost five years. And, yeah, before then, I had a chance to also experience, uh, you know, full time traditional type of employment for, I don't know, more than 10 years. So, yeah, all of that time I was in HR, uh, spent, you know, my time through different roles in HR, so tried out almost everything there. And, yeah, so here we are now speaking about flexibility and, uh, yeah, things that make differences. So differences between traditional employment, full-time employment, um, and on the other hand, uh, what you get with freelancers and what, what, what are the differences, what you need to change in your mindset in order to uh, become able to work with, with freelancers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you helped me to transform my whole organization from a local team of 40 people to a virtual team of more than 150 freelancers. You know all the ups and downs that we went through. Uh, and you know, you experience the difference of our local team versus the freelancer team. And uh, it's getting more and more one team. But in the very beginning, it was always we and they. What do you think is the main difference be between full-time employees and free freelancers? Yeah, exactly. So we mentioned flexibility. So I think that uh, mindset, I would say mindset um, that... Uh, uh, yeah, mindset is what makes a difference because full-time freelancers um, act as an entrepreneur. So they they have full control over their uh, lives, working lives. So they, they choose with whom to work, when to work, how much to work, uh, what content to deal with. So they, they pretty much... Um, form or create their workday um, and when it comes to full-time employees traditional type of employment so people that sit in the office um, I think that uh, you know that mindset goes more to okay so you know this is my employer let's wait for him to you know tell me what to do right to give me tasks to organize my day to supply me with tools to supply me with 
whatever you know processes and everything and on the other hand we we take part in that so very often when when we are hired by the client they need us to give them suggestion about the tool to give them suggestion about improvement about the process um, and and such kind of things so yeah differences in mindsets I think uh, make make the, the the big difference mm -hmm. flexibility as well so we mentioned flexibility that's a big one yeah um, so you know why people hire um, or organizations hire people full-time is because they want basically to rely on one person full-time which means they have a high demand for stability they uh, the organizations i mean they have a high demand for whenever i need somebody a person must be there from my experience they have the feeling that there is a person but it might also happen that this person has no time because she's involved in other projects um what do you think when when a freelancer is that flexible he or she might quit the job the next day even then if i am um if i've grown up as an entrepreneur as a manager in such a um, conventional traditional organization where i only have full-time freelancers uh, full-time employees i might be very disappointed because this person leaves on the other side this person agreed to do my job i put all my expectations on this person and then finally he just leaves how can this happen and how can I overcome these, these negative emotions and how to overcome this situation if this person, this freelancer, leaves? Yeah. So I think that what we need to work on at the beginning with, with, with people, that want, with organizations that want to work with full-time, with, with freelancers, basically, um, we, we need to work with them on their mindset change because their expectations they have the same expectations when they hire a traditional uh, way so full-time people that sit on site so they tr just transfer the same expectations to freelancers so, so with the same um, you know fixed terms uh, rigidity and everything they approach uh, freelancers so you know they they want to overcome bottlenecks and issues they're having with you know by working with traditional uh type of kind of you know employees mm -hmm. uh but then they approach uh freelancers that are more flexible with the same rigidity so it it, it doesn't go that way so how it should be is that they need to become more flexible in order to ask for more flexibility if they want to stay rigid, then they stay working with their full-time employees that are, you know, sitting next to them, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. So, as I said previously, so in full-time employment, so do you have an employee that comes to the office at a certain point of the day, right? So 9 a.m., 8 a.m., they go at 6 a.m., 6 p.m., they have a lunch break that is defined, so everything is defined. Uh, you know, you know everything, so that's, that's fine. Uh, there are limitations. And, and, and that's pretty much rigid. They approach freelancers with the same thing, but you have to know that when you work with a freelancer, you ask for flexibility. You you you're actually you need to use it because many of them don't use that flexibility, but they act the same way. So they spend a lot of time with freelancers that they see are not really good at the beginning, maybe. Uh, but the thing is, 
they have to make this switch in their mindset. So they just have to become more flexible in order to kind of play with that new flexibility they are getting with freelancers. So that, that's the core, I think. Because skill set, you, you have it. So you have that freelancer. If the freelancer decides to become full-time employee one day, you can bring them to their office, right? Uh, so it's the same skill set, but we talk about type of work organization or a type of mindset. So you have rigidity and fixed uh, terms, fixed kind of mindset. And then on the other side, you have a huge flexibility. And the thing is, you know, freelancers won't feel bad if you say, hey, you know, we spent two weeks together, but I don't think we are a good fit for each other. They will say, oh, okay, thank you for a good opportunity. You know, hope we will work in the future again. And that's it. So no hard feelings. But I think how they approach it, oh, you know, okay, I have to give them tons of feedback and tons of new opportunities and chances and then to spend months and months with them uh, until I, I say, oh, okay, this was exhausting. You know, I, I have to replace them. So that's the thing. You don't have to wait for months because, yeah, they're not full-time employees that sit in your office, but freelancers that have probably more clients uh, than just you. So. So the thing is more about transparency, openness, and this at a much higher speed than in the local office. You know, the mechanisms are pretty much the same. Even if you have a full-time employee and you are not happy with this person or this person is not happy with the working environment, they will leave. But most likely they will only leave after six months or a year or even later. But during that period, very often you lose a lot of money and you lose lots of time because you just um, don't make the decision. You put the decision till in the future, like in a year or so, or after the trial period of six months, and then you decide, okay, this won't work. You lost six months. And with a freelancer, you work with this person two weeks or even a week, and you see if it is a good fit or not. If you just cancel a contract or this person, the freelancer cancels the contract and then you are highly disappointed because of your personal emotions, you might be in a shock and say, okay, freelancers, this does not work. Those people are not reliable. And uh, we were talking in the beginning about if you, if you want to have flexibility, you have to become flexible yourself. And um, when we compare traditional organizations that rely on stability, on fixed rules of full-time employees um, where they can have access to whenever they feel they need to access them uh, to a virtual organization of freelancers, which is basically highly flexible, very dynamic. Um, how does a virtual team working with freelancers give you the security that you can achieve your goals even if every freelancer can cancel every day? Yeah, so I think... so. If you if the if the organization develops you know systems and then brings freelancers into those systems, then you have your systems right. So you have your processes, tools, uh, documentation. So everything is there. So you just need to. So what is a freelancer? Freelancer is a skill set, right? So it's a skill set that you use in order to do something. So create PowerPoint presentation, uh, do some consultancy work, uh, create a pro whatever. So it's a skill set. Uh, 
if you have a good systems in place, tools in place, documentation in place, then you can just you know bring another toolbox into your system. The system is there and it works. If you need to replace uh, you know the, the toolbox, the, the skill set, you just do it. So I think that makes you kind of successful and maybe not risk-free of you know having freelancers leave, but uh, let's say you have stability and then you can easily bring another skill set to your um, yeah organization to your system. That's I think uh, you know very important. Um, I just want to add one thing. So um, with with traditional type of employment and full-time, part-time employees that are on traditional contract, let's say. So you have one skill set. You you employed someone, and and like that's it. You don't have endless budget. So you and you 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 might have you know endless needs. You might have different needs, right? With freelancers, you can also have more focused um, needs fulfillment because you can hire an expert for one particular skill, and that is a top expert. Uh, and then for another skill, you hire another one that is top expert for that one skill. So you can actually have better, also better quality of work done in a short, short period of time that wouldn't be able with your full-time employees because, yeah, they have this kind of rigid skill set and they can't become top experts in all those things. But you hire them because that was kind of, you know, um, yeah, good solution um, at that time. So. Mm-hmm. So what you say is that when you have when you work with freelancers and you see them as skills or tools or whatever, um, you have access to a large toolbox for specialized tools or skills that you can use to tackle any kind of challenges that you might face today or tomorrow. So it it is not the security safety that you have those people in the office that you employed and they are with you most likely from a social perspective most likely it's a feeling that you have people here and this is social and it feels you can rely on everything but instead working with freelancers you put full responsibility and ownership to yourself and then you have um, a large tool set that gives you safety and security to always have the right skills at your hands within like a day or a week, not six months until you find a new full-time employee. And with, with this flexible tool set, you can solve any kind of problems. So, so this is basically um, how we compare local static organizations to um, flexible organizations. Um, how would you say, or, or let me phrase one thing back um, is, if you want to use tools or skills, you need to know what you want to achieve. And what I experienced when I was working with a local team, we had endless meetings. And I realized that we only had these meetings because nobody knew what to do. We didn't have clarity about what exactly do we want to do? What exactly do we want to accomplish? If you don't know that, then you need lots of communication, Meetings after meetings, and that's why so many organizations think that without this continuous communication, so many meetings, things simply don't work. That is true if you don't know what you want to do exactly. Um, how would you say 
that agile organizations, you know, many organizations, they want to become more flexible. They put it in the terms of becoming agile. Becoming agile means you can catch opportunities whenever they are there. And the organization should be able to adapt to change, to change in the market, to change um, everywhere that is happening at an ever-increasing speed. How would you say that freelancers can help organizations to become more flexible and become agile and tackle all these challenges that we are facing in the future and even today? Yeah, well, what we, what we mentioned previously, so I think that the first step, so kind of a precondition to work with freelancers successfully is that our organizations or organization leaders change their mindsets. So they have to become more flexible. So their minds have to become more agile because working with a freelancer is an opportunity, right? That you should catch because it's there. So uh, that's great. Yeah. It, <laughs> Exactly. If so, if their minds become agile, then you know th th they will see that this is a good opportunity. Because if we talk about, and that's the precondition. So that that's a precondition. If that's there, then they will you know reach out for a freelancer, and then you know most probably what happens is, so you know what we do when we are we are assessing candidates, right? So the first thing, or some one thing among first things that we ask is. Okay, you know um, how you uh, how how you make sure that you understand the requirements, right? So what you do, and w the, the most often answer is okay. You know I have my own whatever questionnaire or template or so they know because they charge you per hour, right? And they want to deliver and move on. So they're very organized. They have their own tools. And you know, there are no endless meetings because you don't want to uh, you don't want to pay for that, and they don't want to spend time on that, right? So they want to spend time on doing the work, and so that's it. But I think the precondition is that organization leaders understand two things. One thing is my mindset has to become agile and flexible so that I actually see the opportunity, and the opportunity is I can work with freelancers, right? So that's one thing. And um, another thing is reliability. So they think, and I was in that, so, I, you know, I lived that life, right? So I spent more than 10 years in corporate type of environment. So you have people sitting there and you have this feeling of, okay, you know, I can rely on them. But what happens many times is that you have only really small percent of top performers, right? In any organization. And here with freelancers, you can have, you know, only top performers because you can switch to those that, you know, show up that they're actually top performers in the end, right? You don't have to stick to those that are not top, like A-class players. So the thing is you have 50 people in your organization, but how many of them are top performers? Only few of them, and you know, I, I can you know I can bet on that because I was there. So you have maybe I don't know ten five percent of top performers, then you have high performers, and then the rest of, of the crew, right? So that's it. So who are those really reliable people? I mean, just because of you know 
having them sitting there, you can approach them and tell the task. It doesn't mean that they will do it or that they will do it immediately or that it will go smoothly. The results will be there. No, it doesn't happen that way, right? So many often they're not actually reliable. If you, if you think about the result and what you get in the end, they just sit there, right? Some of them are really reliable. But then, you know, the same is for freelancers, right? You can work with those that are really reliable. You can switch to those fast. Um, but you have to become flexible. So you have to build your agile mindset in order to do that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a good description of uh, also what I experienced um, when an organization has a local team. So basically, the security and the feeling of reliability comes from that things repeat every day, which means the same people are there every day and I can touch them, I see them. Hopefully I can't smell them, but <laughs> they, they, they are there and um, it, it feels as a manager, those are my people. I pay them, I own them, they are here. Um, but what if there is a new opportunity for whatever that requires a different kind of skill set in a different technology that none of these people have? then you either can't catch this opportunity um, or you ask somebody who try to catch it, um, even if they lack the skills, but okay, they try to do because you are the boss, you tell them the result will be poor. You did something, you maybe hunted this opportunity, but you were not able to catch it because you are missing the right tool set to catch any kind of opportunity because you have always a limited skill set, which is always limited in skills and capacity. I'm talking about a local team. Um, but anyway, it, it feels like you can put much responsibility on people. Yes, they are always there, but it does not mean they really do the job. Um, now you said that um, with a virtual team, you can always work with top performers. And I agree on that. I absolutely agree on that. But I have to say that I do not only work with top performers and sometimes you have like to try five different people until you have this top performer. And if you are with your old economy mindset and you say, okay, here's one freelancer. Okay. I give it a try. And then this person does not perform. And then you say, okay, I said, this won't work because freelancers are not reliable. They are not top performers, whatever. They are from a different culture and so on and so forth. So you try to find a way to confirm that your local organization is better. So this is one trap many people fall into. What you could do instead is use the flexibility of the system, right? Just hire another one and try it. If this fails, hire another one and try it. This is the agile approach. Try to do something, measure it, improve. This is the first change period. Then again, try to do something, change, improve. And this is the same with freelancers. And maybe after trying five times, you have a real like gold nugget that is a real skilled freelancer and this is a top performer and you don't have to hire this person full-time just for 10 hours a week and both are happy with this situation. And um, do you have an, so this is what I experience and this is what I really appreciate in this system, but that's a huge gap compared to how local organizations work. How would you describe a process where an organization, a local one, can do this virtual transformation step by step to become more flexible. Yeah, yeah. So 
I will answer to that. I just want to add one thing. So um, I think that organization leaders that want to try to work with freelancers, they, you know, they approach their local people differently than freelancers. So they measure success differently. So I think that with full-time employees there that sit in their offices, they, you know, they start with, okay, I have these people, that means that the work will be done, right? But if you look at that from the perspective of the results and, and the outcome, then, yeah, maybe it's not equal to, you know, number of employees, money spent on them, time spent on, you know, everything, meetings, uh, uh, all the resources spent, right? So if you compare that, I'm not sure that, equation will be more successful than the one that you have with freelancers right so with freelancers how they when they want to prove that things won't work with freelancers they typically approach working with freelancers from the perspective of the result the outcome oh, okay the outcome was not great yeah well you know this doesn't work right <laughs> yes. uh, but they don't approach the same way their organizations right if they do that oh, what was the outcome so i put this amount of money in my organization, in resources, this is the outcome. Okay, so, you know, is it the same, right? So it's not, definitely. So th th there is a different approach, different um, um, measurement of success they apply to their, you know, internal employees and uh, organizations and then working with freel freelancers. But process step-by-step, step, I'd say that uh, the first thing is, and I mean, this is this is what we introduced, right? This assessment uh, or readiness assessment, right? So are you ready? Do you really have this agile mindset? Uh, do you have everything in place that it will enable to you to, 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 to work successfully? Yes or no, right? If, if no, then let's work on those things that things that are missing, right? So, so let, let's, I don't know, coach you and help you to uh, become more flexible, to, to have more flexible mindset, to, you know, scan to see what tools you're missing. Well, you know, do you have processes and are your workflows and so on? So let, let's do the preparation. And then um, let's set expectations, right? So, okay, let's define expectations, let's define needs. And that's how we typically do that, right? So, okay, um, let's talk about needs and then let's profile those you know toolboxes or skill sets uh that you need so who do you need what's the profile what's the skill set and then let's always go with some test tasks because then you can really test a couple of people for you know fairly small amount of money and see who fits the best and then continue with that person but then let's catch up you know frequently to see if you're still maintaining that flexible mindset because what happens is they fall into trap of you know going back to their kind of you know traditional type of thinking they apply the same things to their traditional employees and freelancers and that must not happen right so you have to maintain that flexible mindset to maintain that awareness that oh that's a freelancer so you know i don't owe them they have more clients so you know i i have to respect them they have to respect me i have to meet their 
um, commitments and SLAs as well as they have to meet, uh, you know, what we agreed on and so on. So there is a kind of a partnership that lives in a different way than it does in your traditional organization. So that, that's the core. And then, okay, so we're doing this trust project. Someone was the best one. Um, you hire them and then you gave them the first project, but it happens that it didn't work out well. Oh, okay, you know, let, let's let's find another batch of, you know, people because maybe you, you call it golden nugget, right? So maybe that golden nugget is another basket. It was not available at the time when we sourced the first time, right? But that, again, requires your flexibility, right? So, yeah, what I mentioned before, um, like this NLP premise, right? So. The, if you're the most flexible part in your organization, then you will have the most control over it. And this is the thing. So you have to maintain this flexibility inside yourself in order to work successfully with these, uh, let's say, virtual teams, right? Because golden nuggets are out there, but, you know, it just, you have to be agile and flexible in order to reach them. And then when you find them, you keep them. And also you keep them differently than you keep your traditional employees, right? Mm -hmm. So that's also really important. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that will be. Yeah, what you said is uh, very important that when working with a freelancer, as both are free and independent and self-determined, it's more like working in a partnership. It's more like, we both have to see a benefit in our cooperation. And uh, of course, this applies also to a local organization more and more, but how local organizations still work today is how they worked 100 years ago. Like there is one manager that has a team and this team needs employees and the manager decides what these people will do in the team, which salary they earn, etc. And as we have this, this, um, rigid environments and these um, strict rules and this static static setup of an organization it's simply it's simply not possible to adapt i mean organizations they try to be agile but they always try to be agile in their specific niche in their specific domain but what if there is an opportunity in a completely um in, in a different market but it's a large opportunity and your current business maybe goes down, the market decreases, whatever. You could catch this opportunity if you have the tools and the workflows and the right skills that helps you to catch this opportunity. Why should you not do this? Um, and this is where organizations are looking more and more for opportunities, how they can become more flexible and agile to catch these opportunities. But I, I realized with my own local team that you are always just too limited. Um, when it comes to expectation setting, uh, in the very beginning, I also had the expectation because I just knew it from my local team that when I hire a person, I get their 100% commitment, they will do the work. But if somebody asked me and you challenged me in the beginning, I remember this. So what do you exactly want this person either to do or to accomplish, what is the exact goal? And once you are really conscious about what you want to achieve, then you can you can control and you can measure. You can you can check from the very beginning, from the first weekly meeting. Okay, are we closer to this goal? But you can only do this if you know the goal. 
And many, many things in organizations work on expectations that are personal expectations without clarifying them and getting a commitment from both sides. You know this scenario, um, somebody did something and then you go to this person and um, you blame, sorry, but I expected that you do this in this and this and that way because, and then there's a reason, you are an expert in this and that. So I have expected that you do this and that. Instead of seeing this as a learning, a learning from, okay, what do I need to communicate more clearly in the beginning so that my initial expectations are really delivered? They try to blame somebody and ask, okay, and say, okay, I would have expected this and this and that. Next time, please do this. Okay, then next time this person does it, but again, you have some expectations and they might not be catched. So, what I want to say is that clarity is absolutely important to be able to use virtual teams for more flexibility. Would you agree on that? Or how, how do you see um, the, the basis for being successful with virtual teams? Yeah, so I agree with that. And we are talking about OKRs these days, right? So yes. with freelancers, so OKRs, okay. So results, which is basically an outcome, right? Outcome, what you end up with, right? So this is what I've made uh, and objective, right? So what you want to achieve, where do you want to go, right? So when you hire a freelancer because they don't belong to organization, their mindsets, if they're good, of course, there are many freelancers that are of low quality, right? It's a huge pool, right? The whole world is your playground, right? Basically. So uh, the thing with freelancer is because they don't belong to organization, their mindset is typically, okay, what do you want to achieve? Why you hired me? What do you want to achieve? And how will you know that I did a good job? What is the outcome I need to give you? And that's very specific. So this is what I want you to give me. And this is what I want to achieve with you giving me that, right? So these are objectives and key results. So I, I would say that good freelancers have this mindset, like OKR mindset, because they don't know you. They have to understand that quickly, right? Because you need them to jump in the role right away. And they have some onboarding, but uh, you know, when you onboard full-time employees, you typically give them like six months, right? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, probation period of six months or something. So it's very rarely less than that. So you give them six months to play around and to onboard, to get used to the organization, to adapt to everything. But with freelancers, you you work with people that got used to adapting quickly to many different organizations so their mindset is okay what do you want to achieve with hiring me and how will you know that i gave you what you needed so what do you want me to give you so these are very important things and i think that with full-time employees with traditional type of employees what you have is an output mindset Oh, okay. I'd spend whole day working on this, right? Okay. What's the outcome? Yes. Well, you know, I miss this and that and whatever, right? So that's a mindset focused on the output. Okay. So I worked whole day very hard, right? But where is the outcome? Well, you know, tomorrow I will produce it because tomorrow I will come here at 9 a.m. and yeah, I will 
you know, start my day again. And uh, yeah, so plenty of time, right? Eight, eight hours I'm here around, so that's fine. But we, so that that's that's I think, uh, you know, what what what's the difference? So. Okay, organizations are introducing OKRs, right? So they, they try to, to kind of, you know, bring this spirit or mindset to, to the organizations. But then you have, you have to have this learning curve and, and you have to spend time on that. And still, you don't have top experts for, for every particular skill. You try to kind of squeeze people or many roles into one person <laughs> I, I don't know which yeah. way uh which direction is correct but uh yeah you you, try, you say okay i have this need but you know um i don't have that particular skill set so okay you know um and is might be good for that so let's try her out and then you give person something and what happens very often is that people don't feel good because they don't do the things that they're skilled for one thing another thing they don't do things that are aligned with their natural tendencies right so I hate selling, but somehow I end up, you know, calling people to check for something, right? So How this happened, right? Oh, well, the organization had this need. So, you know, you're, you were the most suitable or the less not suitable or whatever. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, that happens oftenly. And with freelancers, you don't have that because these guys, they do what they like, what they really like. So they, they, they enjoy their work, their jobs, because yeah, I mean, they spend some time doing something and they realize what they really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. They know that they will produce the best results by doing what they like to do. And yeah, so they work on uh, an hourly basis, on project basis. So yeah, they have this OKR mindset, I would say, the best ones, those mm -hmm. good ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have... I have uh, exactly to what you were telling. I have one experience when I hired... Um, a performance marketing expert to um, create a competitor analysis for a customer. And it was really created, it by far exceeded my expectations because there was a huge Excel sheet where all the facts of like social media, um, brand awareness, then um, ad spend per month, uh, return on ad spend, whatever, all these things, SEO traffic, etc., were listed there compared to 10 other competitors. And I thought, wow, that is really great. It's exactly what I needed. But even I was not able in the very beginning to tell exactly what I needed. I just tried to find an expert who, who did this in the past. Then I asked to show me some results of uh, past jobs. I like what I see. And then this person started. And what happened then is, that I sent this, these facts, these plain facts to a customer and they said, okay, that's nice, that's valuable, but I would have expected a presentation with some charts and graphics and so. And I said, okay, I can, I can understand this, but first let's focus on these facts and then analyze it and see which um, conclusions we can make based on these facts. And this is what I will put into a presentation. We did this and then there was my fault. I went to this freelancer, which was an expert in performance marketing, search engine optimizations, and asked this person to create a presentation. And you guess it, it failed. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not a presentation creator, okay? Yeah, exactly. And um, then I have two choices, either to realize that it was my fault because I 
used a screwdriver to paint a picture. This won't work. It's the wrong tool. Um, or I say, okay, um, so this freelancer didn't deliver my expectation. And then I close the door for myself to ever be satisfied with a person after stop working with them. Because if I always put additional things on top of this person, have expectations to do different things that this person simply can't do, then I will always end up with, okay, this person is not good. It won't work. Um, on the other side, I also hired a presentation designer. I was not even clear about this content. And this presentation designer asked me, okay, do you have a content? And I was like, what? You are the presentation designer. You have to design the presentation. Why should I give the content to you? And then I realized, okay, it's a different thing. The content is the one part. I hire a content creator. And then I hire a creative presentation designer that takes the content, understands it, and makes a nice looking presentation that somebody can understand. And this is the way that it really works. Having the right people for the right roles and really understand clearly which kind of tools you use. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, you simply can't have that in your organi traditional type of organization yeah. because you can't pay that many salaries, uh, full packages, you know, yes. uh, to have, and you don't need them full time. That's the case, right? So you don't need them full time. So you, you, you need to choose between, oh, okay, so I have five full time employees and they're really good at something, but I need more. Right. So I get crappy things for the rest of the things that they're not fully skilled for. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay because, you know, they sit there, I can see them. I have this good feeling about that because, mm -hmm. you know, they look nice. Or you go to freelancers and you kind of really have a sharp kind of laser focus, right? So you need a presentation designer, pick the top one. You need a content creator, pick the top one you know, pick the one that has experience in your niche In you know, everything has to be there. And then you have this, uh, you know, whatever performance marketing or what, what you mentioned. So this guy will make the analysis and put you the da raw data in Excel there. So, you know, everything, so everyone has what they need in order to do their job. So content writer has a raw data, presentation designer has the content that is shaped and polished and approved and, and so on. So, yeah, it, it's it, that that's the way how it should be done. And of course, yes, so you might spend two hours in order to test four presentation designers in order to say, okay, this one is the best one. Um, but then you can stick to that one, right? Mm -hmm. And this one will respond to you if you, and for this, you have to have this flexible mindset, of course. Uh, so that you know that next time when you reach out to them, they say, oh, okay, I can start today, but on Monday I can start because I'm finishing something that I'm working on right now. And you have to be flexible enough to say, okay, yes, this is totally okay because, you know, this guy was flexible enough to not get in touch with me for more work because, yeah, that was the deal. I gave him one project and that, that's it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the way it should be done, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's um, this all what we are talking about contributes perfectly to the sharing economy, right? In the next five or 10 years, or even today, the amount of people increases dramatically that won't buy a car, but rather use an, a Uber or a taxi. And even with your house, 
people won't buy a house. They would rent a flat for a year or even they will travel the world and um, spend nights in different homes like you can do this on Airbnb. So it's more like not owning one static thing that does not provide you the flexibility that you need to do whatever you might want to do in, uh, in the future, um, but more consume and use services. Yeah, exactly. Most likely digital. So yeah. what is your thought about this comparison? Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. So, um, and uh, actually, you know, if you just want to try to uh, raise or, yeah, to, to increase your flexibility, uh, people should actually try this. So I'm using Airbnb. So whenever I travel, I use Airbnb. I never, you know, sleep in hotels and so on. So I always use Airbnb. Uh, I, I've had excellent experience so far. Um, but you know, a couple of times I used coach surfing. I don't know if you know what's that. <laughs> yeah, know. So it's even more radical thing, right? So <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared for that. I, I just wanted to put myself into that uncomfortable situation. I thought it would be uncomfortable. Okay. So it was like 10, 12 years ago. Um, uh, but it was the total opposite of my expectations. It was really excellent, pleasant experience for me. So, you know, you sleep with a family in their home. So they, they welcome you uh, and you basically pay nothing, right? So uh, it's a great thing. So to meet such an open-minded people was an extraordinary thing for me. Um, so, you know, I was, I w if we translate this to business, right, and to, to business environment, if you talk about traditional organizations, traditional employment, um, if business leaders, if those organization leaders want to try out or to check or test if they're flexible enough, they can just pick their top and high performers mm -hmm. and tell them to work remotely. Yes. Okay. So if they feel uncomfortable, that means that they have to work on their flexibility in order to become ready to work with virtual teams. Because, and that's a good test. So they, they don't even have to reach out to freelancers in order to, you know, have this terrible experience they expect, right? But they just, they can just stay within their organizations and pick their best employees. So not the ones that they want to let go. Uh, and they, you know, don't know how because they, they, you know, already costed them so much and, you know, they will ask them to pay overtime or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, that the thing is, if they pick their best, so top and high performers, and just say, okay, from today and for the next month, you will work remotely and whenever you want, just bring me the outcome. Mm -hmm. And you know what outcome is because you're already giving it, right? You're a top performer, high performer. And if they feel uncomfortable, if that doesn't work, then they're not ready. So they still stay within their playgrounds, and that's a good test. That is really uh, great. I'm very excited about this. I mean, that's so easy to start with. It does not require any change and it puts the leader of a team or an organization in a most likely uncomfortable situation where they understand if they want to understand, okay, this is what we need to change first to work based on results, become more flexible and leverage the power of virtual teams. Yeah, it's an exercise within the same organization with the same people you already work with 
and more specifically with those that you really appreciate a lot, right? The top mm -hmm. ones, high performers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it might be a good test. Uh, and if that brings uncomfort and, you know, um, uh, bad feeling or it doesn't work, then it means that, and it, it starts on the top, right? So it goes from a leadership. So that means that leadership has to exercise their minds and make it more agile so that they can actually transform their organizations. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's a good conclusion at the end. It was very valuable even for me. I mean, I work with you since more than a year, even one and a half years, but it always brings me new understandings and opens my mind to different things. Thanks for being on the show. It was uh, very great talking to you. Thank you, Natalia. Thanks, Manuel. <laughs> Bye. I'd like to thank our guest, Natalia Bonick, for joining us today. You can find out more about Natalia, FlashHub, and virtual teams as a service at flashhub.io. For those of you in Germany, you're not going to want to miss the virtual teams live experience from FlashHub on December 12th, 2019. There's going to be keynote speakers talking about different aspects of new work as well as food and drinks. It's going to be an awesome night. There are only 50 spots available, so register now using the link in the show notes. You can subscribe to The Virtual Frontier or leave us a review at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. On behalf of the team here at Flash Hub, I'd like to thank you for listening. So until next episode, keep exploring new frontiers. <laughs>